0: The first time in the first time in good morning everyone I know it is 11:30 uh, a.m. where I'm at but uh, I was up until 4:15 a.m. breaking everything down Um there's a lot of good stuff here today. It's a really good slate. Uh, I personally prefer, uh, especially on DraftKings where, where there's a clear ace and there's a guy that you want to pay up for. Uh, I I think it makes the rest of the building process pretty easy. Um, we're going for six straight in DraftKings today. Uh, FanDuel struggled. I know we did hit that little four gamer, but I don't really count that. Um, Anyways, uh, let's dive in. Uh, As always, I'm going to start with starting pitchers. Uh, Madison Bumgarner is at the top. He is the top guy, um, hence the title uh, of the fucking show today. He's facing a Rockies team that's 7th in K-rate versus lefties. Uh, It's a huge park downgrade for the Rockies. They're going to San Francisco. They're not going to be in Coors. Uh, In a meeting earlier this season, Bum 10 threw seven and a third in the same ballpark, and that included two unearned runs mixed in there that really caused his pitch count to see a boost. Uh, His price is depressed on DraftKings under 12K. It's the same on FanDuel. Um, The Rockies do have some guys with good BVP or batter versus pitcher uh, stats uh, against him, but most of this is from a few meetings in 2014 at Coors. It's not something I'm going to put a lot of stock into. Um, Cargo has the best batter versus position or batter versus pitcher uh, versus him with five bombs and 50 at-bats. But earlier this season in San Fran, he was fanned three times in that game. Uh, This is where batter versus pitcher can really trick some people. Don't be one of those people. Even at 11,400, on DraftKings I think he's firmly in play he's a guy that you want to pay for he's who I'm going to build my cash games around I recommend everybody else does the same uh, I know you get burned by top dollar pitchers on occasion um, I did notice a decrease in fastball rate uh, over his last couple of games where he struggled and he started throwing the change up a lot more uh, it appears to be something you wanted to experiment with against two really bad teams and all that happened was he had some mislocations and it resulted in home runs um, everything else was the same. Uh, I mean, the strikeouts for the most part. I know there was one outing where he didn't have as many, um, but the velocity, uh, the swing and miss rate, everything was pretty much the same over his last two starts. The only difference was throwing more changeups and giving up home runs. Uh, the ground ball to home run or the fly ball to home run rate uh, drastically increased. I don't expect that uh, to continue for a third game. I think it was just kind of a fluke situation. Uh, story is back and that's big for strikeouts. Uh, as we all know, Trevor Story loves to strike out. Uh, let's move on to Carrasco. He's priced similar to Bum and he's just not a guy I'm looking at because of his price point. And that's pretty much all there is to it. Uh, Kenta Maeda is my favorite second tier option. He faces an Orioles team that has the ninth worst K rate versus right handed pitching uh, at 22.3%. Maeda is also uh, flaunting a pretty good K rate himself. Uh, the concern here is the advanced stats show that he's due for some regression. If you pair this with the fact that the Orioles have the fourth highest BABIP uh, versus righties, and for those that don't know what BABIP is, it's basically batting average on balls in play. So anything that's in between the white lines, uh, the Orioles are hitting three twenty four. That's that's pretty incredible. Um, and like I said, that's fourth highest in the league versus right-handers. Uh, there's a lot of risk here, but the K rate for Maeda and the Orioles' uh, K rate gives them a decent floor despite the red flags, I think, on a site like DraftKings where he's 8,600. Also, the Orioles are moving from Camden uh, to a big National League park. They're going to lose the DH, which is huge. Uh, And this is a little, you know, this is me diving deep, what a lot of people don't do. Tillman, uh, the Orioles pitcher, is going to be hitting ninth more than likely. uh, He doesn't have a hit in his career in 15 plate appearances. He struck out in five of those 15 plate appearances. So we can logically assume that one or two strikeouts coming from the pitcher position is a given for Maeda. Uh, Also, I don't see any successful sacrifice at bats. Uh, for Tillman out of the 15. Now that is a small sample size, so, you know, maybe he can lay down a bunt. <laughs> but assuming he's only done it that many times in his career and, and he still hasn't done it, I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. Uh, pair all this with the fact that Baltimore has the second lowest implied run total on the board. Uh, the probabilities are weighted pretty heavily towards Maeda being a great starting pitcher too on DraftKings. And that, as of right now, that's probably the direction that I'm going to go personally. Uh, probably be looking at Bum and Maeda. But but I haven't fully decided on that yet. There, you know, once lineups are released, things could change. Someone could see a big platoon advantage that we didn't expect. Uh, Gio Gonzalez rounds out the mid-tier pitchers. He's at 8,900 on DraftKings. He's not a guy I would consider on Fanduel. Um, I'm going to start by pointing out the obvious. He's allowed he's allowed at least three earned runs uh, in his last seven starts. So that's not good. It's just not good. Um, I'm leaning towards him being too risky in cash. The strikeout upside is there. Uh, He's facing a Brewers team that struggles mightily to make contact, even against lefties. Uh, But he's more of a GPP option. Uh, If for some reason you don't trust Kenta uh, and you want to ride the Geo train after his 9K outing last start, I I can't completely fault you for that, uh, given the matchup. And I think he's going to be a popular play on DraftKings. Uh, There's one other guy I want to get into. It's Zach Godley. Um, He's 5,300 on DraftKings. That's the only reason I'm even going to mention. He has a few things going for him. For one, he has a good ground ball rate, uh, good ground ball to fly ball ratio. Two, he's right-handed facing the Padres. Uh, Three, his strikeout rate isn't the worst I've ever seen at 18%. And did I mention he's facing the fucking Padres? Uh, He's very high risk. We don't know how many pitches they'll give him. He's pitching at one of the worst pitching venues in baseball, which isn't good. Uh, He got really lucky in his one start this season where he faced the Marlins in Miami. That's a big-time pitcher's part. He went six innings, got three Ks, uh, gave up two earned runs. But based on what he did that game, he should have given up closer to six runs. His BABIP was something nowhere near sustainable. Uh, it was absurd, um, but he was constantly, you know, bailed out by line drives going right at guys, getting timely ground balls. I went back and watched some replay of him. Uh, he, he's just not a guy that I fully trust, especially in Chase Field. If this was in another ballpark, I'd probably, you know, mention him for cash and I'd probably give it a go. Uh, but I don't think I can do it in cash today. Uh, I think I'm going to have to pay up, find value bats, and just see where it goes. Um, but I've seen worse pitchers in worse environments put up decent fantasy outings. So so he's a guy that you can consider if you really want to load up on bats, if you think that's the best route to go. Uh, I would think that Godley can, bare minimum, you know, at least get you back to even and not lose you points. Uh, Lackey's in a slump. Matt's is in 100%. Uh, Price and Keiko have impossible matchups uh, for their skill sets. I don't see anything positive coming out of that. Tanaka's been about as unreliable as you can get. Uh, Tywin Walker is a guy that has... A, Big time upside the day versus a Houston team that's just not very good and strikes out a lot. Um, he's very boomer bust, not a guy that I want to lean on. Wei Yin Chin is facing a hot Mets team and it just doesn't make me feel good at all. So that's probably not a direction that I'm going to go. Uh, but of all those guys, you know, the risk I would probably take on Wei Yin Chin than Taiwan Walker. Um, let's move on to catcher. This is pretty straightforward. Uh, on FanDuel, you basically you play Wellington Castillo. Uh, he's facing a lefty at Chase Field. Um, for tournaments, the the easy pivot is Russell Martin. Uh, he's facing off against Chris Young. Young is a big-time fly ball pitcher and, and Russ is a home run or bust kind of guy. So, you know, he can either get you 0 or, you know, drop fucking 20 or 30 for you. But uh, Wellington's a smart play at his price point. It's just too cheap at under 3 k on FanDuel. Uh, on DraftKings, Russell Martin stands out as the best value, uh, especially if he receives a top-five lineup spot versus Chris Young. Uh, after that, it's just a cluster of mid priced fucks like Gohm, Salvador Perez, Chris Ioneta, uh, and, and so on. I would say either pay for Russ at a reasonable price tag or wait for a you know extreme value and drop all the way down to like 2 k or $2,500 uh, for something that opens up. Uh, first base, I, I really don't see a scenario where I don't pay for Goldschmidt uh, on DraftKings. He's a bat I'm prioritizing. He's the top overall bat in my model, so that's where I'm leaning at the moment. Uh, Kendris Morales is fucking balling out right now. The, the dude's a fucking monster. He's homered basically every fucking game. Uh, but his history versus knuckleballers, and this again is me diving in deeper than anybody else does, it, it isn't very impressive. Uh, I can only find 27 at bats, but in those 27 at bats versus knuckleballs, uh, he's only 6 of 27 with one home run. Uh, not a guy I want to spend top dollar on, especially at DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, even with the you know six for twenty-seven, uh, he's worth considering at where he's thirty-one hundred, just because he's on such a fucking roll. Um, I'll still likely prioritize Goldschmidt for a thousand more. Uh, Ortiz, Encarnacion, and Rizzo are all GPP options uh, in my eyes, but if you can fit them and you want to, you know go crazy and be contrarian in cash and not have Goldschmidt like everybody else. You can do that. Uh, But all signs are pointing towards Goldschmidt having a big game and it's typically not a guy that you want to whiff on because when he's in good spots, he's been performing, uh, especially as of late. Second base, Altuve is always the top-rated bat at this position. It hardly ever changes. He's an absolute beast, uh, but middle infield is normally a spot I like to save money. Uh, Devin Travis at 2,700 versus Chris Young. It is a free bingo spot on FanDuel where he's under 3K. Uh, he's firmly in play at 4,100 on DraftKings as well. Uh, it's a pretty considerable savings from Altuve. If you go... You know, a little cheaper on DraftKings, you can look at Neil Walker, Whit Field. Uh, Logan Forsythe actually sits atop my value rankings. Um, versus the not so freakish freak in Lincecum, uh, stands out with a positive ranking. But for $500 more, you know, I think I would just rather pay up for Travis in 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 that great spot that he's in. Shortstop, this is typically my least favorite position to fill outside of catcher. And for some reason, it turns out to be the one that burns me most often. Uh, Most nights on DraftKings, it's a crapshoot as to whether Bogarts or Correa have good games. Uh, based on pricing, we seem to be looking at that exact same dilemma here again as they're priced similarly and appropriately. Uh, I would love for a value to open up because I, I could fade those guys all day long. Uh, the issue is cheap shortstops don't often get good lineup spots, so it's not usually something that's viable. Uh, I'd probably lean towards Bogarts on both sides as of now, um, but Griffin's been really good, uh, so I really don't like targeting him. But Correa, um, he has to face off against Taiwan Walker. And Taiwan has really good stuff and Correa likes to strike out. So it's kind of a catch-22 I don't know what to do here uh, on FanDuel. I pretty much do know what to do and that's play Simeon If Simeon's hitting second in the order Probably where I'm going I really like that price for him. I like the way he's been performing. He has a really good matchup uh, Danny Espinosa is the best GPP option on the board uh, by a mile on either side the, the guys going fucking nuts right now. Um, The issue is he's hitting eighth. He's grossly overpriced uh, on DraftKings. He's a little more affordable on FanDuel. um, And especially if he somehow gets a good lineup spot after all this, uh, I would consider him a lot more. But on FanDuel, you could play him. Uh, On DraftKings, I don't think you can pay. I think it's like $4,800. There's just no way. But Simeon versus Tommy Malone uh, is the route that I would prefer on FanDuel. Uh, on DraftKings, you're probably going to have to pay up for Bogarts or Correa unless a value opens up um, where somebody's in a good lineup spot. Third base, uh, John, Josh, Josh Donaldson is just not affordable on FanDuel. Uh, you can't pay for him. You can't, especially if you're pitching bum. Um, he's the clear-cut top option, uh, but you know everyone's pretty much garbage at the third base position, it seems. Um, especially with Bryant playing in the early game. It really cuts our options thin. Uh, Every dollar counts. I I just think we could spend more wisely when constructing lines than going after Josh Donaldson, uh, especially on FanDuel. Uh, On DraftKings, I'm not completely opposed to it, but I still think he's overpriced. Uh, At 3,800 on DraftKings, Valencia stands out as the clear-cut option. Uh, As we know, he murders lefties, and and Tommy Malone is fucking garbage. Uh, As for FanDuel, third base is almost always the shittiest position to fill on that site. Uh, the pricing's always spot on. There's never great values. Uh, Valencia at 3,400. It is a nice play if you can fit them in. A-Rod isn't bad at 3,300. If you can't fit either one of those guys comfortably, and I don't recommend starting your lineup with those guys. Uh, I'm not really high on either one of them at those price points. Um, but there are a lot of, a lot of viable points. Uh, Yangerva Solarte stands out at, at Chase Field at 2,600. This guy's been crushing the ball lately. He's facing off against a rookie, and he had another bomb tonight. So or last night, uh, switch hitter versus a rookie—it's just a good combo. I really like him. You can go to the extreme punt route uh, on DraftKings with a guy like uh, Wilmer Flores at 2K versus Chin. He gets a good lineup spot, uh, or even Brett Wallace if he plays in Chase Field and hits you know fifth or sixth. Uh, I really like their price points, and, and that's definitely. I'm sorry, I meant to talk about that was Fanduel, not DraftKings. Um, But you get the idea for the outfield. uh, Let's start with the free bingo spot on FanDuel It has been like this for like two weeks now And that's Miguel Sano It's just more proof that these sites don't give a fuck if their pricing is accurate And that's pretty much all it comes down to they just don't give a shit They're too lazy to go in and fix it. Uh, They really don't give a fuck about their customers. All they care about is making money But we all still play because there's nobody else you know that that we can get enough variants on or, or nobody else that has a good enough app Um, Hopefully somebody comes along and changes that at some point. But lock him in. Uh, Sano's going to be 70% owned in cash on FanDuel. Bryce Harper, Then this is normally the case, he's the clear cut option, but not someone that's easy to fit. Uh, He is a little underpriced on both sides, in my opinion, so if you can get him in, I think it's definitely a good strategy. Uh, Carrera hitting leadoff on both sides is something worth looking at, uh, given the huge run total for the Jays and the power behind him to get runs scored. Uh, There are countless other options in. It just kind of depends on lineup spot, and this is a lot of stuff I don't have access to yet. Uh, Cody Ash is one of them. I like Revere. I like Ellsbury, Uh, Josh Reddick, Alex Gordon, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Orlando Herrera. Uh, Even Cespedes is in play for the first time in a long time this season. There's a lot of options. uh, For subscribers, I'm sure we'll dive in deeper on the Slack app as the day goes on. Uh, going for six fucking in a row in, in DraftKings. My Dallas Mavericks are making shitty offseason moves. Uh, and supposedly Wade may join the Cavs. There's a lot going on in the sports world today. Uh, for the loyal subscribers, I know who you are. You guys are the real MVP. Let's get a win. And I just got fucking news that the Mavs have re-signed Dirk Nowitzki. For those that don't know, I'm in fucking Dallas. This is a huge day. This is big. Uh, Let's get a fucking W. For those that aren't subscribed, MLBdailyfantasypicks.com. Hit the subscribe tab. Subscribe for the week, the month, or the season. It gets you my cash lineup, gets you my GPP lineup. And soon when this podcast goes private, it's going to get you that. On top of that, you get to ask me fucking questions all day. No other pro does this. Um, No other provider really does this either. So uh, let's get fucking rolling. Everybody have a good day and hope you enjoyed your fourth and you were safe. Uh, Hope nobody uh, got their fucking hand blown off with fireworks. Shots fired. this jumping we